Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Sandspants Radio. Flynn Rider is my favorite Disney princess. Welcome to this week's episode of Movie Maintenance, where some movies just need fixing. This week... Doctor Strange. What music? Yes, I was just thinking, I don't know what music you'd pick because what is the music in Marvel films outside of the Avengers theme, which I was just humming before? That's the only thing I remember. That's a great theme. Okay. I don't actually know how it goes. I like okay. tried to. But it's only, like, do you think it's great because in comparison to, like, everything else, there's just nothing? I, no, I generally like it a lot. Like, the first time I saw the film, I was just like, sort of like, yeah, this is getting me. Do we do we just do Hooked on a Feeling just because that's the best song that's ever been in a Marvel film? <laughs> or we do film. like um, well, the Doctor Doctor Give Me the News? <laughs> <laughs> or that other one? Um, my friend the Witch Doctor. He gave me some advice. He said, "Ooh, ee, ee, That one. That song. I don't know what it's called. Perfect. All right. Well, that's done. There's that that quote that the worst thing than being a one star film is being a two star film because you walk out and you go, okay, yeah, and then like four days later you're like, ah, ah, my. I, I went, I've got a ticket stub in my wallet. It's because it could have <laughs> been something, you know what I mean? Like, and yep. it just. I was at a party or something the other day and I was t- talking to people like, I saw Doctor Strange. <laughs> Can't you say, I do like that, a party or something. <laughs> like, it's either a party or it could have been an orgy or maybe people were dying. Yeah, it was something. Anyway. <laughs> there was more people there than there normally are around me. Yeah, cool, cool. And I was like, yeah, I didn't really like it. They're like, what? Oh, it was excellent. With the buildings and the whatnot. I was like, oh. ah, it was pretty. The visual effects. The visual effects were awesome. Was it yes. Gabe who said came out and said, yeah, it's like looking into a kaleidoscope for like two hours, basically. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of that. Well, not even two hours, just under two hours. It seems very short. Things happen very abruptly. You don't have enough time. There's, I can't even, like, I'm angry about it mm. because like you said and like you the both. The thing about the movie is it's offensively bland. It, that, that's exactly it. because And because of the story world that exists in and the character that they're using, it is so offensively bland because it could be something so much better. They could have taken so many risks and done some cool shit with it, and they just kind of go... It, it's almost like they're like, oh, we're due to put another Marvel film out. Yeah. Here you go. Yeah. And I want you to think, like, so Marvel been doing this for a while. If you take out the last two Captain America films, name the last good film that Marvel's done. Avengers. Guardians. Oh, yeah. As in, as in the first Avengers. I, yeah. Yeah, you don't mean Ultron. I think Guardians is it. Yeah. I'll have to stay on record. And, though, and I even, do like Ultron. Mm, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I I'm totally okay with it. It is a totally okay film, and that's its problem. <laughs> it's like Strange. Bit, it's a little bit below. No, it's, it's better than Strange. Strange is a better film than it is. Oh, I no, oh, I think no, so. No, 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 no. Strange isn't like, it's not a shit film. It's just. Uh, yeah, that's that's it. it. It's greatest. It's like eating. I was about to call it a wet bread. blanket, but that feels harsh. It's not a warm blanket. It's not a wet blanket. It's, it's a blanket. It's, it's a warm. film that it's leaves warm. you with indifference. It's a thin and blanket. And that's the worst possible it's, thing a film can leave you with. Yeah. 
I'm so angry at this film, and I shouldn't be. I shouldn't care enough to be angry because it didn't make me care, and I'm angry that it didn't do that. I can't even like articulate my I think thoughts. What you're because feeling is disappointment. Yeah, you know what? Yes, Deep this in is your how soul. I'm not even mad. I'm disappointed. This is how all our dads feel. <laughs> <laughs> we should press on. Yeah, we should. I'll just dive straight in. Will I? Yes, go for it. All right, cool, cool, cool. Doctor Strange. Uh, we open inside an old. <laughs> Do you know it'd be great if that's how the film started instead of yeah. music, just Doctor Strange. Oh, we're in. Okay, yep. Actually, yep. do you know what we would make before you? St- Sorry, sure. No, no. Yeah. Doctor Strange would be better if it was a TV medical procedural, except he solved medical problems using weird cosmic magic and often killed people. <laughs> All right, we open inside an old house. It's deserted and long since inhabited. There's like old sheets draped over the furniture. Everything's collecting dust, and a man starts slowly walking through this house. Very slowly. His footsteps are creaking along the floorboards. He runs a gentle hand along the walls, the furniture. He's touching everything as he goes. He pauses for a long moment and looks at something, and then we see his face. It's Mads Mikkelsen's Caecilius. Is that how we're going with pronunciation, by the way? That's how they Caecil- called him. Was it Caecilius? Caecilius, yeah. How bad's that? We can't even remember the villain's pronunciation. Pretty sure it's Caecilius. Tell me the name of uh, fucking Christopher Eccleston's villain in Bloody Thor 2. <laughs> no idea, mate. Malekith the Accursed. Oh, he's got it. Four. <laughs> What a stupid fucking name. <laughs> and a stupid question that got shut down immediately. Yeah, I know. All right, I'm back in my box. Continue. So we see what Caecilius sees, and it's just this huge empty wall. Um, you guys know when there's like when you see a wall that's had picture frames hanging on it yep. and like the paint's not as faded where the frames used to be and that sort of thing? Mm-hmm. It's like a whole wall of that. And yeah, there would have been maybe like 10 frames there. He looks at them for a long moment, and then we see light, and we're still with him, but he stands near a playground. And it's empty. There's nobody there, no children, no sounds of playing, nothing. Then a yellow hooded figure appears behind him. She walks up alongside him and she looks at the playground and says, you would have spent many good times here, Mr. Caecilius. He takes a moment to respond, but then says, it's doctor. And she says, well, is it? You haven't practiced medicine in many years, have you? And he's, he's kind of a bit pissed off. He doesn't really want to be disrupted. And he's like, what do you want? Who are you? And she says, oh, I think you know exactly who I am. I'm someone you've been searching for for a very long time. He turns to look at her. She pulls back her hood and it's middle-aged and bald. She is the ancient one. It's played by Tilda Swinton. He says, I searched so long, I thought you were just a myth. And she said, many do. You've been searching so long, wanting answers and reasons and cures for your pain. And you've been alone, Caecilius. Don't you think it's time you healed? Don't you think it's time you weren't alone? The ancient one turns on her heel and starts walking away. He watches her leave. He says, where are you going? She turns back and smiles. To the place you've been trying to find. To Carmitage. Are you joining me? And she draws you know, a circle in the air and opens up a portal and walks through. And he looks at it for a minute, sort of hesitates, and then he follows her through. And then we get the title on the screen, and boom, we're into the movie. I like it already. Mm-hmm. Like, you've already set up the reason as why the villain is the protagonist in their own story, Sean. Oh, Tom, chills. Is Caecilius the villain? Oh. Maybe he is, maybe he isn't. He is. Okay. <laughs> that would be a great twist, though, and a very movie-maintenance thing to do. Now, we've made Mads the hero. Mads is Doctor Strange. Mads is the good guy. Mads is always the good guy. Even when he's not. Even when I had him as Dracula, he's the hero to me. (laughs) It's a little harder to put it through as Colonel Stagg, though. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so title sequence, and then we're in a fancy office. Our viewers of the wall, not unlike the one Cassilius looked at before, but this wall is full of hanging frames, and each of them contains like either a medical degree or a prestigious award or something like that. There's cool, expensive shit everywhere. It's a very nice office. We see the placard on the desk, and it reads, Dr. Stephen Strange. He sits behind the desk. He's cocky. He's arrogant, charismatic, laughing at his own jokes. 
though he shouldn't really be laughing at anything right now because uh, sitting opposite him is like a patient who's sort of coming there and begging for him to, to treat them because you know, he's one of the best in the world. They need his help and all that. Uh, and he's kind of like not really paying attention, flicking through the chart. It doesn't really grab him because just like in the movie, Strange is the kind of person who he needs to take the best cases because it's all about his his high profile and all that sort of thing. If it's yeah. not going to bring him any glory, he doesn't really want to do it. Cool. So he, he, turned this, he turns this patient away. And then we see him in surgery, like we do in the film, and all his glory. He's confident, smug, talks to the nurses and the doctors about music and all that stuff. He probably belittles the other doctor. He miraculously saves the day, like pulling a bullet out of somebody. And then obviously we pay special attention to how meticulous the work is and how steady his hands are because it's the most his most important asset are his hands. I, I did like the thing they do in the film where they make him do it blind because he, the screen, they can't get the screen in, so he's like, yeah. I'll go in and do it blind. And they're like, no, it's too dangerous. Yeah. And he's like, I'm very good. Yeah, you see it. how good he is. Yeah. Um, the movie paints him as a dick. But it needs to go further. He needs to be a yeah. real asshole. He wasn't nearly dick. He was enough. not enough. Do you know what you could do? He needs to treat people badly. He needs. Yeah. Like, it, they didn't have enough of that. It was, it was kind distant. of just, I'm good at my job and ha ha ha. But he didn't like. He needs to talk down to people more. Yeah. He needs to be a real asshole. He, he needs, he needs to, be to be what Tony Stark is before Tony Stark becomes a yeah slightly less of an asshole. Yes. Holier than thou. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you can almost have it like a montage of three people that he rejects for various reasons. Yeah. And then the last yeah, one like comes I've, in I've and he's like, one, yeah. yeah, it's good if he goes through a few of them and he's just a complete asshole to these people who are like probably terminally ill and dying and need his help. And he's just kind of like, oh, that's not going to get me in the, a uh, published Doctor magazine Strange or whatever. animated movie? No. It's on Netflix. I watched it before seeing the actual one. And it's in good- that he rejects like a child. Oh, okay. Well, which is a good- that'll do it. That'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> three people. One of them's a child. One's and then he, he goes off and does his cool surgery. Yeah, cool. Yeah. That's good. So later he's walking the halls of the hospital and he encounters Claire Temple. So hey. I'm going to do a switch ah, around. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Cool. I'm getting rid of Rachel McAdams. Okay. We're bringing in Claire Temple. <laughs> yep. Good. Now, I should point out, I don't have a whole lot for Claire to do in this movie. Didn't However, I sh- she's, she's just your little Marvel bit. I feel you can get away with See, the movie does nothing with Rachel McAdams. Yeah. Almost nothing. And I feel like if you swap it out and you make it Claire Temple, she's already like works at the hospital. She's already come in contact with other superheroes in the MCU and she's established yep. already. She's also not with... going to take Stranger's shit. Absolutely. Yeah. She's not going to take it. <laughs> so already there's a more interesting conflict yeah. between the oh, two. That's but you so still have better. You still have like they've got like this long friendship. Maybe there was something romantic in the past or whatever. Um, and bear in mind too that Claire Temple's very much night nurse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. character from the comics. That's I'm 100%. assuming what they're leading towards. So I think you bring in Claire and then you can you, Kind of a little more justified in not having that character do as much because she kind of doesn't have to. She's already established in the world. Yeah. Whereas if you think of Rachel McAdams, it's basically like Natalie Portman 2.0 in Thor, except kind of let, because Natalie Portman has a fair bit to do. Yeah, no, she has an agency. Rachel McAdams doesn't have a lot to do. And then you also have to ask yourself, moving forward as the franchise, what the hell is she going to do in the second film? Yeah. What's she going to do? Yeah. No, I I think, I think. Even if, even if Claire Temple doesn't do a lot, her existence in it fulfills two things. You get that kind of relationship. It's also the tip of the hat that the Marvel Universe is all interconnected. Yeah. I think it would be the first time they brought a TV character into the films. I'd like it. I, I really just wish that they had done that. So Strange knows that Claire sent the patients through to him and he's like, I thought I told you to stop sending me your un- uninsured cast-offs and that sort of thing. They have a little back-and-forth banter and she sort of, you know, gets stuck into him. She doesn't take his shit. She's like, it's more to helping people than just helping yourself. She probably remarked that uh, she can't believe she was ever attracted to him or something like that. So we get like a bit of a hint that they've got a little bit of something in the past or whatever. Same as in the film, he'll invite her to come see his lecture tonight. Their dynamic is similar to what we see in the film already. Yep. It's just with a better character, I think. Uh, next part's much the same. We see his fancy apartment. There's lots of expensive watches spinning around and that cool little thing that we all want to have, right? Oh, yeah. One of those. Yeah. He's looking all sexy like a Ben Cumberbatch in the mirror. I, driving his luxury stop car. Stop calling him Ben. It's upsetting <laughs> me so much. 
And don't you dare call him Cumby because that's fucking worse. Cumby, old Cumbers Wumbers. He's driving his uh, luxury car on the way to the. He's got some speaking engagement tonight. He's on the. He's driving the car. It's starting to rain or whatever. He's talking to his assistant. He needs to be a bit more of an asshole here as well. Just build it up a bit more. He's scrolling through. He's texting while he's driving, and then he loses control of the car. And I feel like it should be in a less spectacular crash because fucking hell, yeah. his hands yeah. would be the least of his worries. Yeah, yeah. That car went for a fucking. Oh, it's crazy. It, it, it needs to be an accident where really. He survives, but the only thing that actually gets damaged are his hands. Yes. So he gets some superficial injuries, but his hands get crunched in whatever it is. Actually, and yeah. That's maybe it shouldn't even be a car accident. It should just be like. <clears throat> now, a car accident's fine. As long like, as have it's him, just have the him, hands he, he re- regains control of the car, and then as he does that, maybe the airbags pop. Yeah. Too soon and like shatter his hands. Actually, see, something like that's just perfect. Yeah. In yeah. the film, I can't remember. Does it show him like rehabilitating his knees or his legs or trying no, to walk? No, again? just the it's hands. Just, just the hands. hands. So it's I think I think less of a less of an epic crash. Ridiculous. I think yeah. just send him into a wall and yeah. his hands get like sandwiched in yeah. front of him. Yeah, airbags go off, hit the pin the arms to his chest, and then he hits the wall and it, yeah. they crush his hands. Yeah, whatever it is, it's his own fault for being an idiot. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. perfect. He wakes up in hospital and his hands are just fucking destroyed. Like I really liked the imagery in the movie where it had like thirty needles sticking out of his hand. Yeah, and then just see his face, and I kind of want him to push it a bit further. Old um, Cumby's a good actor, so let's see him yeah. crying and stuff in that moment. Um, I would change, like, the blame game, though. Like, I'd have him level it less on, like, just that one shitty doctor that he's like, you ruined me, and have it be, like, the whole team that operated on him, and Claire is part of that. Yeah. He should be, like, really bitter at her for, like, you know, ruining him. And he's this dickhead who doesn't see that it's literally your own fault. Yeah. So we follow the same pattern of the film for a while where Strange is slowly going through rehab. Claire's there, like, trying to help him out, trying to support him, but he's, you know, he's a bit of a dick to her still. He's slowly getting more feeling back in his hands, but they, you know, they still shake violently. Despite the fact that he's been a massive asshole up to this point, we still need to feel like sorry for him. Yeah. Do you really know how you achieve that? I mean, you show him trying to do day to day things and just being really shit. I mean, it. Like he most, can't shave himself. He can't yeah. do stuff like that. Most humans are pretty empathetic. So yeah. you saw, if you see someone that you should pity, you're probably going to pity them. Maybe the bullet surgery is on a like a kid. The bullet surgery. The the, the cool oh, surgery. At the start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah. he helps this kid out. And yes, he's a dick, but he helped a kid. And maybe the kid comes back and is like, thank you so much. And he's like, oh, and he kind of accepts the praise maybe. That could be like a moment where like people are coming to see him and like offer their support. And he's kind of like, fuck off, fuck off. I'm not going to deal with anybody. And then maybe the kid comes in. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's like, yeah. But even then, I still think it's, it's too early in the film for him to have like those moments. How does yeah, the kid true. come back and then have him be like, fuck off, kid? Yeah, something like that. The kid should come in, like, it's drawing him a picture or something. Like, Thank you, Dr. Strange. And she's just like, fuck off. Like, whatever shit. the Marvel version of No, no, no. Here you go. She comes I in and she's no like, thank you, Mr. Strange. And he's like, it's Doctor. Get out. Oh, that's good. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. You know, so he was once the best, one of the best surgeons in the world. And now he's been reduced to nothing and it's killing him. He needs to be the best. But more than that, like, a key to him is, like, he needs people to see and know that he is the best. Yeah. That's massively important to him. I'd keep the scenes where he's, like, petitioning the hospital board to let him do more procedures and stuff. Like they're hesitant, but he still goes through with it. Some of them don't work. I also find it weird that I don't know, the, like in real life, how bad the hand thing would be. But I imagine if that kind of injury happened to you, you would never be a surgeon again. Like the fact that he's actually still clinging on to the hope, getting back to what he was, yeah. is absurd. He's I, never going to have a steady hand ever again. You could even have a moment where Claire's like, "You can never be a surgeon again. You can still be a consulting doctor." Yeah, that that could be it. Maybe they're like, "Look, we'll agree to these procedures, and what we'll do is we'll offer you a consultancy thing. You don't yeah. have to do surgery anymore." And he's just like loses it. He's like, "No, don't you understand?" And maybe that's your that's your empathetic moment where you're like, "This is what I do. I'm not a consultant. Yeah, I'm a guy who." Well, that's does the thing. Surgery. Yeah, he can still be a doctor. He can still help people, but it's yeah. not enough for him because he's not the best. 
at what he does yeah. and what he wants to do. And, yeah, and it kills him. I'm the so, best at what I do. And what yeah, I do is exactly. actually very nice. <laughs> so he's in rehab. You know, that guy tells him about the wheelchair dude who kept trying and trying and one day just walked again. He's yeah. kind of like, he thinks that's bullshit. He's like, oh, find me the file and I'll believe you, blah, blah, blah. In the film, he has like a Skype call with an old colleague where he's saying, oh, I need your help. Because at this point, I think he's had like something like seven operations. None of them have worked. He's running out of money. He calls his old colleague on Skype. But I would actually, I wouldn't do it on Skype. I would have it in person and mirror, you know, at the start of the film when we have him meeting patients and knocking them back and being a dick, I would just have that. The shoe's on the other foot and he's getting knocked back and this doctor doesn't want to ruin his reputation and it's not worth it, risk versus reward. And he basically tells Strange it's impossible. You're not going to get better. Yeah. So it's like fucking lowest of the low moments for him. And then I'd keep that scene where you'd have Claire come to the apartment and, you know, that whole that interaction they have where it's like, she gets like, is this the part where you apologise? And he's like, no, it's the part where you leave. Because that's a nice that, scene. That's a really nice yeah. scene, yeah. yeah. Um, so I'd keep that. She angrily drops some bombs at him. You know, nothing- not, not literally. <laughs> oh, she can. <laughs> Just like chucks a grenade out there. Yeah. Like nothing's ever been your own fault, has it, your entire life. Poor little Steven, it's all about you. Stuff like that, you know. Um, always someone else to blame. And she storms out of the room, pretty much storms out of his life. And that's... Same as in the film, he's cleaning up and he sees the guy from the rehab place has sent him the file of wheelchair dude. He reads that, he goes and visits that guy while he's playing basketball and then, yeah, gets the idea, hears about Carmitage and then, boom, jets off to Kathmandu. Yep. So it's similar structurally but, like, just a few tweaks to that first yeah. act of the movie. Yeah. Just, to, just to make him more of a dick. Make him more of a dick, put the Claire character into it because I think it's just better than Rachel McAdams. Um, but yeah, mainly making more of an arsehole. And and you're you're you're, just, you're already tapping on the beats that they potentially could do better, and just yeah, like you, like you said, this isn't like a full no. rekit. You're just taking the bits that work and magnifying them and removing the bits that yeah. are unnecessary and terrible. So, Not terrible, unnecessary and yeah, it's like planned. it's some sort of movie maintenance. Hey, oh, oh, oh. so Cumby arrives in Kathmandu. And this is the part of the film. Yeah, you know, it just looks glorious because it is. And this is the part where I was sitting next to Gay because <laughs> I've been there. And so every, every have you have you been to Kathmandu? Yeah, sure, yeah, I've, Kathmandu. Uh, I've been to Kathmandu. Yeah. Oh, have you really? So every Did you time climb up some hills or something. Yeah, I climbed some hills there and, and whatnot. Some hills, um, just <laughs> some low inclines and whatnot. Um, but every time, like. A, Image came on the screen. I was like, just, I was sitting next to Gabe, and I was just like tapping him, being like, I've, I've been there, Gabe, and he's like, All right, Carney. But he got me back later because anytime Mads is on screen, Gabe's like, Carney, Carney. There's like a bit I, where I, Mads- I've been there, Carney. There's <laughs> <laughs> a bit where like Mads starts tearing up, and Gabe was just like, just like a kid at Christmas. He just fucking loves it. I, put it this way, that was happening, and I could feel his erection five seats away. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was crazy. He um, is not that hung. <laughs> well, when it's Mads, Mads yeah. When it's Mads, the slug flies. Yes. Like, <laughs> detaches from his body. <laughs> that sound effect. Oh. All right, so we're in Kathmandu, and we've got bearded Benny uh, seeing the sights, walking around. He's searching the streets. He's asking about Carmitage. He's not having much luck, but we see a mysterious hooded figure is following him. And then same as in the film, he gets jumped by some street toughs. He throws a punch. I wouldn't mind seeing him throw like a couple more and just seeing that he's just a really shit fighter. Yeah. On top of the I fact like the that his fists are like, like, like as soon as he throws the punch, he's like, oh yeah, my hand. Let's get him fight more and just show that not only yeah. does his hand do his hands not work, but he's a shit fighter to yeah, start I, with. I kind of I I want to see that he's a shit fighter. His brain's not brawn. No, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. You know, he's shit at fighting, and then he's pretty much getting stomped on, and he's what that watch of his is getting broken and uh, then a hooded mystery man arrives on the scene and kicks a bit of ass. He removes the hood and it's Caecilius. It's not Mordo. Picks up the broken watch on the ground and he hands it back to Strange and there's this look of recognition like he remembers him. And Strange is kind of like, I-, I know you from somewhere, Dr. Caecilius. And then he says, I'm not a doctor anymore, Mr. Strange. 
And then Strange is kind of like, well, I still am. <laughs> Call me Doctor. <laughs> I like that. Show some respect. They're interrupted by Mordo who arrives. He's been watching sort of what's unfolding. And this is much like the film. He takes Strange to Carmitage. Strange can still crack like his insensitive jokes and all that sort of thing, which puts people offside. But his introduction to the Ancient One is much the same. She teaches him about the mystic arts and we still get that cool visual effects showreel thing. Which presumably looked pretty good in 3D. Did you see it in 3D? I don't know anyone has seen it no, in 3D, but I, was, I imagine I like it would have been good. But I didn't care. It would have been one of the few that would be worth checking out in 3D, probably. Hmm. So, yeah, that scene between him and the ancient one's pretty much the same. The only thing I would change is that, like, Strange comes at it with this mentality of, like, he still thinks medicine's going to save him. Yeah, like he's yeah. in there and he's kind of like, that's new age tech you're talking about. He goes, is this why you're you're in a little small place like this? You're trying to hide from the, the government or, you know, it's like. You've had seven failed operations. You're pretty much broken. You should come to this knowing that the whatever it you're going to get is going to be basically like sitting around and sniffing smoke and drinking tea and shit like that. He's exhausted Western medicine, so he's going Eastern. Yeah, that's he didn't, what it's he didn't, be. He and didn't realize film, he was going that far. They even like they mentioned in the film is like I've spent every bit of money that I have left on a one way flight here, which itself seems a bit. What are you doing, strange? How did he? I was going to say how did he lose all that money, but he had seven operations. It probably cost. Yeah. Mm. Yet he's still got the apartment. Does he? Maybe no, no. Maybe he has to sell the apartment. I would like to see because that's the Let's problem. Do a scene is, where he has to move into a smaller place. Well, either move into a smaller place or sell it. I want to see him in a small shithole. What about if he moves in with Claire? Because her apartment would be terrible. Yeah, hers would be like a real step. And down. he sees it as yeah, pity, and that it frustrates him. And then the fight that they have, is, and then he leaves, and then he leaves. Then he goes, fucks off to Kathmandu. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, nice, yeah. awesome. They take him in. Um, he's assigned to like train as an apprentice, I guess, with Mordo. We learn that Caecilius is the apprentice of sorts to Master Wong, who's I've still got him as the librarian. Caecilius has been there for a while, so he's got some skills. But we, you know, we, we see them training together, and we'll have some bonding scenes between Caecilius and Strange. Boy, oh boy! So he's shown to his room, and we'll see him shoot off a couple of emails to Claire, and we can see that there's been a few emails, and like she just hasn't answered any. But you know, that's what you get for being a dick. Do you still keep that great? The only good. Marvel banter moment where he gives him the Wi-Fi password. Yeah, I think so. I, if if I'm Marvel though, don't put that in the fucking trailer. No, because I would have I would have had a good laugh at mm. that. Yeah, yeah, I would have had a good chuckle. I keep the library stuff because I really like the banter with Wong, and I think having Caecilius as his apprentice means he'll be there too, and we can have some kind of interactions between them. Nice character development of the yeah. trio. Yep. So Strange impresses them by having already read through a number of books. They choose some more books that are going to help like accelerate his progress and get him going a bit quicker. He and Caecilius talk about how they know each other, like in their past. It was only a very brief thing, but it was like, it's just in passing years ago, they were both speaking at like some medical conference or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Caecilius remembers him being quite drunk and Strange sort of laughs and he recalls everyone going out to party afterwards, but Caecilius didn't join them because he had to get home to his wife or something like that. And Caecilius kind of says nothing to that. That is exactly who Iron Man. They agree that they both kind of saw each other as assholes. And they agree to try and see each other in a better light moving forward. So it's nice. There's a little friendship forming. Yeah. And Caecilius can teach him um, like this astral projection thing so that he can read books while he sleeps at night. I think the movie should have just like highlighted that a bit more. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. probably a reason why Strange was getting onto things a bit quicker. And that We can just make him a bit stronger. In well, you could you can make it stuff. that he's good at the astral projection and the reading, but he can't do – like so when you see him in the training scenes with Mordo, he can't do the – he, yeah. he can't use his hands. But I just yeah. – yeah, I want them to highlight it a bit more and that just so just makes more sense towards the end of the film when he's quite capable and you're yeah. like, well, he – you know, he sped read through a lot of this stuff that probably would have taken years, but yeah. he's able to do it while yeah. he's asleep and doing other he's things. He's also a genius and all that, and yeah. All that kind of, yeah. I, I, I imagine he's very good at that side of it, and yeah. I think you need to highlight that and show that the weakness he has is, again, because he refuses to believe in yes. his hands. Would Absolutely. it be too much if Caecilius was turning pages for him? Ooh. 
I think like that would be like a nice little scene initially, but then you could have him and teach him like, how to do it. Yeah. yeah. He can be like, how Prior did you, how did you pick things up so quickly? And he's like, I've got to, I've, I can show you. I've got a yeah. trick yeah. for you. No, that'd be nice. nice. That'd be nice. Yeah, that would be nice. You could have like Strange trying to read a book and he's like shaking. His hands are shaking. He can't open the page and Kaecilius helps him out. That'd be a nice little friendship thing. Cool. Uh, meanwhile, Wong won't let them read some books that they want. Uh, they're both really driven men and want knowledge yeah, tr- about Can you say them. that 10 times fast, please? Oh, man. Wong is a tricky, tricky word. <laughs> Wong, Wong Ron, won't, won't let him read what, books. Wong just use, read just books. use the actor's last name. That's easy. Oh, Wong? <laughs> <laughs> is Wong played by BD Wong? Is that his name? Benedict, uh, Benedict Wong. Benedict Wong. Yeah. BD Wong's another BD guy. BD Wong's a different Wong. Yeah. So many Wongs. So many Wongs. So many Wongs. It's, Don't it's, make it white, mate. It's the wrong Wong. I've got the wrong the Wong. Wong. But Wong explains that while no knowledge in Karmataj is forbidden, uh, certain practices are. And there's some books from the Ancient Ones collection that he refuses to let them read. Kaecilius mentions the Dark Dimension and we hear about its ruler, Jumamu, for the first time. Wong gives them like a quick little spiel on what a bad dude Mamu is and that the Dark Dimension's a barren wasteland without hope or doesn't have any time in there or anything like that. But it's too advanced for them to be reading about at the moment. Kicking on, like we'll go to a training montage. So Strange is working with Mordo, Kaecilius and Wong are there. Strange is getting better sort of, but he's still struggling, like you said, Tom, with the physical stuff. We see the group scene where everyone's starting to do the circle twirl thing to open a portal with one of the sling rings. But Strange can't make it work. His hands are shaking. And the Ancient One comes over and shows him the one-armed dude to say, yes, you can. We see that guy do a perfect, just beautiful thing that he's doing, whatever they're called. It's in his mind. And then it's like, it's the same scene. Like, he'll drop him on Mount Everest. Yeah. And again, I'll be like, oh, I've been there. Um, <laughs> I really like the scene. Like, visually, it's cool. It's a, like a, a stereotypical training montage moment. It's like, oh, I'm just trying. You just need to let go. I can't let go. All right, and then. then see ya. And then I'll throw you off a building yeah. and then you'll learn to let go. You know, t- I'm trying to think of like other films that have done it, and and I can't right now. But it's a good. No, but it's a very yeah, <laughs> stock standard sort of training thing. I like the thing she says. She says doing like silence your ego and your power will rise, and that's kind of important for him. And then she just sort of gets Fucks out of there. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, holy shit, I'm going to freeze to death. But then I don't like how the film leaves the scene, and you're back. Like you have that cool bit where Mordo comes up and he's like, oh, not again. Like that's a funny moment. I like yeah. that. But then go back to Strange because this is like a big moment for him. This is the first time that he's like. Summoning anything or using magic, or you, could, you could just cut between the two where they're cut like, the two them. It's taking yeah, longer than we them, thought yeah. it would, and then he's like trying and trying yeah. and trying and trying. But the movie leaves him, and I want to be with him in that moment because yeah. I want to see the first time that he actually successfully does it. Yeah, I feel it's it's kind of like a Patronus style moment where he's freezing to death and he's terrified, and there should be like he needs to like clear his mind and just summon like a happy thought. And even if like in that moment he just thinks about Claire, you know what it like should that. be? Something Claire should say to him earlier. Yeah, should be like you know if if your ego wasn't in the way, you'd That's be a it. much better man or something like that. Yeah. And he's like if my ego wasn't in the way, I'd be a much better man. Bang! Yes, yeah. there you go. Yeah, that's great. Fantastic. That's Does what it. we need. Um, so you know he'd think of Claire and what she said. He'd smile and then he'd summon the portal and come through. Yeah. And all good. He's yeah. he's on the path. So they keep training. Um, you know, he does that. I'll keep that scene that he's got with Mordo where he's like, fight like your life depends on it because one day it might because that's all good stuff. But then I'd also have Kaecilius there training with Wong and use this scene to like both have them asking like some background questions about the ancient one because we still don't know much about it really. So through the the answers are pretty vague, but also have Mordo explaining the thing about the mystic objects that they'll, you know, the, one of these mystic objects will come to you when, when yeah, the time yeah, is ready and that yeah. sort of thing. So we need to introduce those as yeah. well. Do Do you use that? Cassilius conversation is a way where you can see that Cassilius is, is actually really interested in the, the texts that 
Yes. That the ancient he's one. He's very into, he wants to learn everything. Yeah, and yeah. he wants to know about the ancient one. And they're both like strange sort of less so. Yeah, no, well, no, no. He's more focused to, I want to fix my hands. Correct. Let's, let's do strange it. doesn't get to shoot about other people. Knowledge, he wants to understand yeah. Karmataj and the whole the wider world basically. So when they're fighting, have um Kaecilius want to try out like a few new things. Like maybe he's read some stuff in books that he shouldn't have had or whatever. And and Wong sort of has to slap him down a bit because he's like, You shouldn't know this stuff. Just um, you know, trust your master, you know, better men than you have gone down a bad path and that sort of thing. Yeah. But I'd have like I wouldn't have him beat Wong, but I'd have him like match him. Like he's getting quite strong. Yeah. And it'd probably be good if you start to see that Strange is like getting a little bit better as well. Like he's obviously no match for Mordo yet, but have him like actually starting to be yeah. able to fight. And be it, good. it can do like a that that great thing, you know, where like they'll almost beat them and yes. flip them over and, and you just sort of see maybe Mordo's like, oh, I'm a bit he actually, that kind of got me. Yeah. Mm. No, but see, I, I would do that with Strange. Yeah. But I'd have Kaecilius like very much probably matching Wong. Oh yeah, like, no, no, no. that's what that I mean. Point when I where said he can yeah. do some like serious harm. Wong has to, Wong has to like really crank up what he's doing. Oh yeah, Wong has to like actually start trying for once. And, he's yeah. like, and eventually they can fight to a draw in front of all the other samurai. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a samurai reference later. Good. Yes. <laughs> Good boy. Let's get to it. Uh, <laughs> so, get the rest of the film and just get to yeah. the samurai oh, reference. Oh, I will. Um, so it's late at night. Stranger's asleep, but he's he's woken by Kaecilius. He tells him to follow him. It's dark, it's quiet, and there's no one around. They sneak into the library. There's no sign of Wong, so the coast is clear. Stranger's kind of freaking out about getting in trouble, but Kaecilius is very laid back. He's chewing on an apple. He puts the apple down on the table, and he goes over to the Eye of Agmoto. Is that what it's called? Is that the, that's Agmoto? the time thing, yeah? Yeah, that's like the thing that the sorcerer... Supreme's supposed to wear or something, yeah. right? Yeah. Goes over to that and he takes it and puts it on. Stranger's kind of like, what well, the fuck, man? Are you crazy? Like, this is, we're going to get in trouble for this. But Caecilius is like, no, nah, no, nah, it's cool. It's fine. He takes a book from the Ancient One's collection, like one of the ones that maybe Wong said, don't touch those earlier. And Stranger's like, this is getting out of control. But he's going along with it. He falls silent and Caecilius starts bending time. So the apple on the table, it's the thing that Strange does in the movie, but we're going to have Caecilius do it. Yeah. Like it. He's moving his hand back and forth and the apple's going from eaten to full and back again. And he explains it all to Strange. And he starts to like go into his backstory a little bit because Strange is kind of like, what's going on, man? Like, what's, what's the deal? And he's like, that night you saw me at the conference when I had to get back to my wife when I left the party early. She was dying. She died four weeks after that. So every night I come in here when everyone goes to sleep, I come into the library, I take the eye and I go back. I go back and I see my wife before the end. And Strange is kind of like, it's that powerful? You can go back oh, years? I just got a bit of goosebumps, man. You can go back years, he asks. And then Kaecilius says, you change the natural law of you stay, but she's my wife. And he's like, why don't you stay? And he says, because I can use this. I can bend time and I can fold it back over itself, but I can't change a disease. See, she had cancer doesn't matter how far back I go or how far I stretch time. I can't beat cancer. I can't beat the disease. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It happens the same way at the exact same moment every single time. I can't win. So I just sit there. I sit there and I hold her hand and I talk to her and I tell her everything's going to be okay when I know it isn't. Can They're interrupted. Mads Madsen delivering all that. And, and yeah. not looking oh. at, at, because, at guys, Cumberbatch. Let's just give looking. Mads something to do, right? Fuck. Like, the best part of the film he gets is when he's crying. Yeah. Talking about yep. his wife yep. in that stupid fucking prison gadget. Hannibal gadget. Yeah. People go in expecting... It's like a stop-motion gadget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really quite kitsch. Yeah. People go into this movie expecting to get, like, Casino Royale mads, and instead give them the hunt mads. Mm. But not even good hunt mads. So they're interrupted, guys, by the like, like a weaker hunt <laughs> mads. Like a weak... A lesser hunt mads. They're interrupted, as I was, by the very pissed... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. By the very pissed off Mordo and Wong. Mordo says, we do not tamper with natural law, we protect it. And Strange says, well, when are you going to stop telling us what we don't do and start telling us what we do? They both get dragged before the Ancient One, and she's pretty fucking pissed. Threatens to kick them both out of Carmitage for their actions. So Strange is all like the scolded schoolboy here. He's hoping not to get kicked out of school, basically. But Caecilius fights back, and he starts dropping bombs. Again, not real bombs. Just truth. Yeah, not the true ones, sorry. Truth bombs. He tells them that he has discovered the source of the Ancient One's power and long life. He says she has dipped into the dark dimension for power and thus become corrupted by darkness. Mordo's pretty angry. He's like, he demands that Caecilius apologize. How dare you? All that stuff. But the ancient one hasn't said anything. She just kind of stands there and just watches all this unfold. Caecilius turns to her and he says, it took me a very long time to peel back the layers, to peel back time, to find your truth. When you first found me, you said you were once like me. You had once lost just like me. I thought it was just some offhand remark to make me come along, but it was the truth. You did lose something. You once loved someone with everything you had, but they were sick and they died and you slipped into despair. And just as I did, you searched the world for a remedy, for a reason, for a hope, and you found nothing. And then you did something that others can't. You used the eye and you cut a hole in the dark dimension and you went in. You searched endlessly for something, anything that would heal your pain. And then you found something that you did not intend. You found a cure. A cure for every illness, every disease that has ever existed. And then you bent time and you used the cure and you saved your lover. And they're all stunned. And Mordo turns to her and asks, is this true? And she doesn't say anything. Caecilius says, what's true is that after that, she hid her lover away where none would ever find. And then she did nothing. Did nothing with the cure. She sat on it and watched on as millions died. Billions died. They asked for answers and she stood there as silent as she is now. The Ancient One then speaks. She argues that to save everyone would overpopulate the world and that it's unnatural and stuff like that, that time must be allowed to play out. And Caecilius. Is it sort of like I didn't realise that that's what what I had to do until I did it and went, oh, fuck, I made a terrible mistake? Yeah, kind of. I I mean, she's not like this pure good person. She's just like she very much made a selfish choice. She said, I'm going to save the person I love and then I have this power to fix the world. But I won't. But I won't do it. I, I won't. So Caecilius, he's getting pretty angry now, and he's, he says to her, time is an insult. 
You're an insult to the people who have followed you, to the people who believed yours was the higher path. The Sorcerer Supreme is supposed to defend existence. You seek to control it and use it only for yourself. The Ancient One looks at him and says, Do you really think saving your wife will heal the world, Caecilius? And he goes silent for a moment. And he says, It wasn't just my wife. She died when she was seven months pregnant. It was my wife and the two girls we would have. And then we see a flash and we're with him in the room with his sick wife. She lays on a bed and we see his hand on her pregnant stomach. Then we're with him in the room that had the empty wall. Only this time it's full of photographs with him and his wife and his two beautiful daughters. Then we're with him at the playground as they race around climbing and jumping and swinging and having fun. His future was stolen and the Ancient One holds the key to getting it back. He turns to Strange, his friend, and pleads for him to join him. He just wants his family back. But that cure, it can cure anything and it can cure his hands. He'll be the doctor that he always was. He can have it all back. The Ancient One shouts over the top and asks if he really wants to be that man again when he's come so far. But Caecilius shouts over. He tells Strange that he can take the glory, he can take the cure, and he can be the doctor that cured every single disease that has ever been. He can be the hero. Good. Strange is conflicted as fuck, and he doesn't know what to do. He's so he's just overwhelmed. Then Caecilius throws the first punch, and he starts fighting the Ancient One. He's good, but obviously she's way better. She's way more powerful. But what we see is she's pretty passive here. She's not really trying to hurt him, so she's mainly like blocking his blows, and that makes the fight more competitive because she's. Does she do that kind of fighting style where they? She kind she's of just, just doing a lot of just, blocks just and, moves and, and, and just yeah, ducking and weaving. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. She's not really trying to hurt him. It's just sort of about we should probably get the eye back off him so he can't do anything bad with it. And yeah. We just need a cut. She's trying to be peaceful and cool the situation, whereas he's trying to kill her essentially. Yeah. I think at this point, Cosilius probably has like some nameless recruits with him, like sorcerers from Carmitage who have like joined him because they believe in his cause or some bullshit. Yeah. Just so we fill the fights out a bit more of anything. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, you can build those guys up a bit if you want. Which, which they do literally just have people from... Yeah, the, like those, the, those people aren't characters. Well, no, one fight. of them They're is literally just... credited as brunette follower of... Yeah. Uh, whatever fucking I was called him. And she yeah. was terrific. She was yeah. terrific. She's the one who ends up in the desert, yeah. right? They're basically, yeah, they're basically just shitty minions who can fill out the fight. So Mordo and Wong, they're dealing with him too. And Strange is trying to talk to Caecilius. He's trying to talk him down peacefully and say, there's another way we can figure this out. He's fighting his way through minions. So Strange is doing a little bit of fighting, but he's not like overly engaged in it or anything. The Ancient One's trying to get the eye back off Caecilius, but after realizing that he's not going to beat her, he opens a portal and leaves. And he tells Strange before he does, come find me. Like you can still, we can still help each other out. I hope you'll choose the right path. On having minions to fight, rather than bringing in nameless people that like have worked with Caecilius, yeah. could he just not like astrally project like twenty versions of himself that are slightly less powerful? Sure, like I mean that's that's a possibility, right? They can do that. I reckon. Well, yeah. why not? That, that'd be cool. That'd be something that he read in one of the ancient ones. Yeah. Private books, perfect. So and they're actually physical. So yeah, you, they, they be cool. punches. And then like he himself, his physical form is fighting the ancient one, and yeah. you can have like five guys fighting Mordo, five fighting Wong, and it's not they're not a match, but they're a distraction and they get in the way. And then like he can have a few of them swarm strange. Yeah, yeah. while he's fighting, he can still keep pleading his case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to join. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's good. That's yeah. great. And they're all just surrounding him, Stephen. Like, That'd be cool. Can he actually do that? Oh, fuck, fuck, yeah. fuck. Yeah, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. All right, so now Mordo is angry at the Ancient One and demands answers because, like, he's followed her for ages. He's like her right-hand man, essentially, I guess. Yep. She confirms that what Caecilia said was true. She sort of tries to play it off as all good, but Mordo and Wong are like, whoa, 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 girl, that's fucked. One of the things in those words, too. <laughs> One of the things about the Dark Dimension is that if you're in there, there's a cost. If you take something, it will always extract something of its own. This is where Mordo can be all like... Yeah, he can do like you know his thing that he always says like the bill comes due always. Yeah, and basically while she gained long lasting life and found the cure, she opened herself up to the dark dimension. It doesn't control her, but in doing so, she like left the hole open to Earth. 
So the the guy who runs the Dark Dimension, Dumamu, he, he's still got that connection to Earth and it's because of her. She should never have opened it. But yeah, because of her, there's this threat that lingers over them. Damamo still has like this slight hold on Earth. It's not good. Caecilius doesn't seem to know that if he uses the Dark Dimension to save his wife, well, there's going to be a cost to everybody and it's bad news. So now we're in a place, this is not from the film, we're in a place we haven't seen before. It's this beautiful home that has all the nicest things you could imagine. There's some ancient artifacts maybe behind some glass windows and that sort of stuff. You might see a cape. As we move through it, we end up in this room that has about 10 or 12 massive windows. Each window looks out into a completely different location. So one's a Sahara Desert, an ocean, an African plain, ice-capped mountains, all sorts of stuff. We come to a halt. So the camera sort of freezes on one of those frames. It's a desert. And this little speck becomes visible. And slowly it gets closer and closer and closer. It's a hooded man and he walks closer until he's right outside the window. He moves his hands around, performs like some sort of incantation. And then the glass shatters and he steps through. He enters the house, removes his hood, and it's Caecilius. Then he attacks the man. There's a man living in this house. He grabs him and it's this man is the ancient one's like husband or, you know, that sort of character. Uh, the the lover, man but- that she loves that she she saved, but people wouldn't understand, so she basically hid him away in like a different part of reality. Yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. In this beautiful home that she would go and visit. Caecilius demands to know about the cure. He wants to ask this guy, how does it work? Where can I get it? That sort of thing. Cut back to Carmitage, and the ancient one wants to know. She's talking to Strange, like, how did Caecilius learn so much? And Strange sort of like, well, I mean, he's read a lot of these books that he stole from you and she suddenly realises what's happening. She looks over at the books and knows that there's probably information in there that if he looked deep enough, he would have been able to figure everything out. That's how he's done it. Yeah. And he's potentially figured out how she created a place to keep somebody. Yeah. So she just, in the middle of a conversation, she's like, oh, open the portal and gone. And they're like, what the fuck? And they're like, all right, we better follow her. So they all go after her. Now we see the ancient one. She's kind of lost that mask of calmness that she's had for the whole movie. She's looking terrified as Caecilius holds the love of her life in his hands. He says that the man told him, let's just call him like Andrew. Andrew told him. <laughs> I did a name I, for him. He like, needs he needs a better name than Andrew. What do you though? got? Just because you imagine it's like, or I'm Andy. the ancient one and this is my lover. <laughs> Andrew. Andrew. <laughs> Sometimes known as Andy. And he's holding Sometimes like wine and cheese Drew. and he's like, we're having a party. <laughs> Hi, guys. Honey, I've got the charrette. Oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Sweetheart, you never bring friends from work. There's a I'm situation here. It's, it's oh Taika Waititi. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the Shiraz. Oh, okay, there's people here. Fuck. Um, no, I don't so know what his name is. Caecilius says that Andrew. <laughs> it, can't be, it can't be Andrew. Just call him um, Mr. Ancient One. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> oh, man. Hell. It's got to be something like, it's got to be something mystic-y, like, like Quintus. Quintus. Uh, Quintus. Sold. Done. Caecilius says that Quintus told him that the cure is in the dark dimension. And Strange tries to talk him down and says that that dimension's unstable and dangerous and comes at a great cost. But Caecilius smiles. It's too late. I've already been there. I went there before you came. And he says that Dumamu gave him something else, gave him the power to destroy the Ancient One. So he's kind of given him beefed up. Like he's gone Super Saiyan, basically. Dumamu wants Caecilius to become the Sorcerer Supreme, sort of keep the connection to the world open and help uh, him yeah. out. Yeah. And in return, he's going to you know, bring his wife and kids back, essentially. And like that, Caecilius snaps Quintus' neck in half and he crumples to the ground. And the ancient one screams in agony and she falls to her knees and holds him in her arms as the life's just gone from him. He's dead. He is gone. And then she rises to her feet and she's ready to fight. And this is different than before when she was like almost bored when she was fighting him. This time all her heart's in it and it's fucking terrifying. She's like, I don't know how old she is, but she's crazy. She's powerful. 
He's got boosted up powers too, so it's like this crazy fight. It's destructive. It's like there's just shit flying everywhere. And nobody is safe at all. Wong and Mordo and even Strange join the fight because they're just trying to like, we need to like stop this and calm both of them down or like somehow resolve this. It's fucked. And there's a little bit of banter and Strange asks Caecilius, what did you give up in return for the cure and the power? Like what did the Dark Dimension sort of ask of you? And he basically tells them that this world will now belong to Dumamu. And they're like, what the fuck? How could you do that? But he's kind of like, his thing is simple. You got to realize that for Caecilius, he literally doesn't care about anything other than his family. He would literally do anything, hurt anyone, kill anyone if it gets his family back. So he doesn't care about the world because his family is his entire world. And so that's why in his eyes, he's still the hero. He's doing the right thing. Yeah. Like he's very much the hero in his own story at the moment. Like he, yeah, 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 he, yeah, yeah. Not, he doesn't give a shit. He'll kill anybody. He's going full Anakin, but in a good way. Yeah. His intentions are noble. Yeah. Even if his actions are fucked. <laughs> yeah. So Wong tries to take him down, but gets massively fucked up. Like, and also remember to probably need to like get into this a bit more. But Wong is his master. Yeah. He's been teaching him, and this is like a betrayal, and he just fucking destroys Wong. It's like this energy explosion that knocks everyone back, and Strange ends up like knocked to the ground. He's in front of this case that has a cape in it or something like that. So it's the second mention of the cape. Surely that won't come. That won't be relevant at all. Caecilius no, and the fight. ancient one, they're still duking it out, throwing all sorts of shit at each other. Caecilius redirects like her energy and he aims it at Wong. Who's like Wong's trying to like stagger to his feet, but he's bleeding pretty bad and he's pretty fucked up. Like this thing's gonna wipe him out, this energy burst. But then the cape breaks free of the glass and it wraps itself around Strange. Because he's like looking on helplessly and he's like, what can I do? And the cape sort of gets him and then drags him along, moves him across the room and it tackles Wong to the ground. So that's kind of the moment I have for when he gets the cape. It's not as good as I think the one in the movie, but it's sort of, I got through this and I was kind of like, oh, I didn't do the cape. I just chucked it in. Yeah, no, I think it's fine. I think if you just yeah. have it so he's standing behind the glass and the cape's just like banging Yeah, maybe the, the cape's like trying like, to get out. What the fuck? And Wong's in mortal danger and then the cape, like maybe some shrapnel breaks the glass and the cape wraps around him and then it drags him across the room and like knocks Wong out of the way. Or you could have both Strange and Wong are sort of wounded together. Yeah. And Caecilius in his rage doesn't really like Strange is there, so he throws that killing And then the cape curse. just locks him. And the cape yeah. blocks it. Yeah, just something like that. Yeah. Like it's pretty simple, but, you know, it comes to you at- you know, when you're ready and at the moment of need and all that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. So there you go. Caecilius strides forward at this point and he kicks Wong through one of those portals, like gets rid of him. He turns to Strange and he says he's sorry and then he kicks him through. So him and Wong are gone and then he locks the door and it just disappears. So they're like stuck in the middle of nowhere. And Wong's bleeding out. And then at this point, Strange opens a portal and he takes Wong to a hospital in New York where he finds Claire. We'll bring her back into the story. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then together they try and save Wong. And this is sort of like a moment of... Uh, realization, I guess, for Strange because he's assisting Claire with the surgery. She's running the show, and he can't really. His hands are shaky. He's fucked. He can't. He he can basically just pass her things and help her out. Yep. And like give her annoying, you know, yep. tips, tips and whatnot. But she's there to help him. And while they're like fixing Wong, you can get a bit of like them having some banter. Of, oh, where have you been? I've been worried and blah blah blah. Oh, you never replied you, to my emails. That sort of thing. You you've done something well in bringing Claire into it as well. Because mm-hmm. one of the most frustrating things about Rachel McAdams' character is she just totally accepts. That magic is a thing that exists. Yeah, she doesn't. Yes, yes, there's a, a crisis, but she just accepts it too freely. Whereas someone like Claire, who's been exposed to superpowered people before, she would be can like, quiet much easier. Yeah, and it doesn't yeah. fuck like the flow of the story. You can just yeah. kind of like, yep, all right, we'll move on. Get It'd on be a nice it. little bit of comedy as well. It's like you're not surprised by this. It's like, yeah, this happens to me all the fucking time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought you were the only person in New York that I knew who didn't have superpowers. Guess I was wrong. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> This is the third hospital in two years. Yeah. She's just like, where do I keep meeting these guys? <laughs> so Strange, they sort of like stabilise Wong and Strange leaves Wong with her, and opens a portal and he jumps back in, sort of rejoining the fight. So now it's Caecilius versus the Ancient One and then Mordor and Strange are there as well. 
And then the fight can move around through different locations and stuff. We don't just stay in that room anymore. We'll move around a bit. Um, and they start doing that mirror dimension. Yeah, and the mirror stuff reality, and all the- Which is really cool. Inception the cities bending and stuff. Yeah, it's all very visual and cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it ends very much the same way. Castilia is wounding the ancient one and then she falls off a building as Mordor and Strange like chase and try and catch her, but she smashes into the ground, which I thought was a pretty cool scene in the movie. She didn't really get fucked up enough for the height that she fell from. But no. Maybe because no. she's powerful. I don't know. Maybe because she's ancient. Maybe they needed the scene where she's in the hospital. I don't know. But anyway, they take her to the hospital. They take her to Claire. He's managed to stabilize Wong. He's kind of okay, but he's pretty weak. But, you know, he's going to get on with it because he's a champion. Yep. They operate on the ancient one, but she's going to die. So there's nothing they can do. And then just like in the movie, the astral form sort of escapes and goes out onto the balcony and Strange follows her and they can have their talk. That's actually a really nice moment in that I film. really like with the, the scene. With it's the one of the best motion lightning and- Yeah, it's oh, really it's nice. just beautiful. Strange yeah. can kind of attack her about sitting on the cure for diseases and all that sort of thing. But she, you know, she argues for overpopulation and straining resources and all that sort of thing. So her argument's not without merit, you know. And also she says sometimes people need to figure out their way through life using natural means. Like life has to find its own way. They can't just solve everything with magic. That's the response. Did you just steal a quote from Jurassic Park and put it in Doctor Strange? Sure, why not? (laughs) (laughs) Strange sort of argues back. Like he's asking, Oh, do you think MRI machines, you know, are are a natural thing? But her point is that you can't rush hundreds of years of development just to get to the end. Yeah. It's like a responsibility that comes with the powers they have. She spent so many, like, I really like her stuff about how she spent so many years peering through time, preventing countless terrible futures, and it all boils down to this moment that she could never see past, like when the lightning's coming down and stuff. It's really, it's a nice scene in the movie. Yeah. She tells Strange, I never saw your future, only your possibilities. And then she hits him with the truth bomb that he's really always needed to hear, and that's, it's not about you. You have a choice to return to your own life or move forward to some greater purpose. She says that Caecilius wants to conquer death, but death is the thing that gives life meaning. And then she's gone. She's dead. It's a really nice line. Yeah. Yeah. So she's dead. The sorcerers, they're all in disarray. Wong's pretty messed up. Mordo's like bitter as fuck right now. His mentor's dead and she let him down terribly. They're all pretty, like they're a fractured team. There's no real teamwork left at all. And Strange, she sort of drags them all in. He gives them the superhero pep talk about the greater good and all that stuff. And Caecilius has claimed the eye now. So he's yep. he's opening up the dark dimension to seal his deal with Germano and get his family back. And it's, it's fight. things are getting fucked. Strange is telling his crew, we need a band together. Caecilius has gone mad and doesn't care about human life anymore. I just worked out who to play Doctor Strange. Yeah. Who? Kyle Chandler. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> you just want a coach moment, don't you? Who comes in? Everybody take a knee. One's <laughs> like, I'm in bed. <laughs> so the plan, like they have to get to Caecilius. They have to take back the eye and hope that it's not too late to close the portal because that- the eye of um, Agmodo helps them, like it can help you open the portal. Presumably yep. it can help them close it if it's not too late. Uh, it'd be nice to just have like a scene with Strange and Claire just prior to the big battle where they, you know, they have like a like a nice goodbye thing, just like put a bow on their relationship arc for the story or whatever. Something where he, he could actually apologise for being an arsehole. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So it's got to be something that kind of highlights the change that he's undergone. Now he seems to care about others, not just himself or his career. It might be nice just to have like a throwaway line. Now here you go, here you go. Yeah. As they're leaving, he turns around and she's like, you know, this is where you go out and you're going to save the day, I suppose. And he goes, oh, no, this is the part where I say I'm sorry. And then he goes. Oh, Tom. Hell yeah. Shit, that's good. How's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your gonna, heart? <laughs> I was going to end on a bad Marvel joke. Like she's like, oh, you know, if you need some help out there, I know some people. And then they like they look out the window and it's just like the portal and destruction. And she's like, oh, never mind. <laughs> but yeah, that's good. Oh, that's beautiful, Tom. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, so we'll do that. That, that's, <laughs> that was in the story. Um, perfect. 
So Strange leaves her and he rejoins the boys, Mordo and Wong. There's, like, you know, there's a few other sorcerer stragglers here, some faceless guys or whatever. Well, yep. maybe they do your thing and they just like summon like 20 versions. No, I reckon they would They would get the other sorcerers. There does need to be yeah. some other sorcerers. I think they would be like, look, our, our way of life's in danger. Yes, they, could even, to, yeah. they could even talk about those safe houses that they have and, and get them to come and help them. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Cool. So Caecilius is there and he's like, he's there to make sure the portal opens without interference and that he gets what he wants in his deal. So Strange sends Mordo Wong and the other sorcerers to sort of see what they can do with the portal and try and subdue Dumamu while he, while he stands sort of toe-to-toe and fights Caecilius. So this movie had like it has a lot of Inception-style fight scenes, which I think are really cool and part of like the appeal of the movie. Like The visuals are great. They've got all their cool powers and all that stuff. But what I find a lot of superhero movies do is they fall in that trap of saying, hey, we've given you a whole movie of cool fights. Here's like just one more on the end yep. that's yep. basically the same sort of fighting style and all that sort of thing. Yep. So I kind of want to go on a little bit of a different path. Caecilius, he's got his beefed up sort of Super Saiyan powers from the Dark Dimension, but he knows that Strange has learned fast and is like a more natural sorcerer than him, which makes him sort of a dangerous threat, deadly opponent. And Strange, you know, he's quietly confident. He thinks he can take him on. So Caecilius pulls one of these things in the comic, this ancient relic. He pulls it out. It's like an hourglass, like this really old one. He pulls it from his cloak and he smiles and he explains it to Strange and basically what this thing does, if when he turns it over and the sand starts spilling down, it goes for three minutes, and within that three minutes, no magic. Neither of them can use any spell. I would drop that earlier. Into the hourglass? Yeah. The hourglass thing. You use that during the You can training. have him get it. Like, I figure, in the what, same, what way, about, what in the same about, way Strange has his cape, Caecilius's relic is probably the hourglass. What if... During a fight with Mordo, that bit where he's like, you need to fight like your life depends on it. He's using magic yeah. and he's doing really well. That's and then Mordo it. goes, bang, no magic. And he tries to do it. He's like, no magic for three minutes and just starts kicking the shit out of him with a stick. Yeah. I'd, I'd put and it maybe Caecilius steals that. I actually don't know if I would show it. I would Because you build up to this and you expect, oh, we're going to get a fucking cool magic fight. And then it's like, oh, no magic. But if you've seen that already in the film, you go. Yeah, but if yeah. you just bring out a random MacGuffin we've never seen before, it's going to feel you've, tacked yeah, on. You've got to, you've got to mention it at some point, I think. Whether they use it or not, or it's just like, yep, this subject does I, this. I don't want to have seen this. it before, but I, I don't mind them learning. Like, I don't mind Caecilius knowing about it through the books that he's read. And he can mention it to Strange in passing or something earlier in the yeah, film. Yeah, even or, either whether it's a list of objects or something, but I think we need it needs to be lampshaded at least yeah, once. Okay, yeah, cool. I'm with you. We, the audience, have to know about it as well. No, I get you, because if you just pull it out, it's like, come on, you can just do anything now? You've got to do it in a J.K. Rowling way. So like Fantastic Beasts, that whole bit where he talks really early on about, oh, I think the Venom will be good for getting rid of bad memories. And you just move on and you actually forget that that was mentioned. I would not show it at the start. I would have Caecilius learn about it in a book and talk about it to some of the characters. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like it's a, it's a throwaway it. little line, throwaway and then it comes he back. Knows. Yeah, yeah, it should be something that's completely surprised. Strange should see that and be like, "Holy shit!" So you know, Strange is kind of defiant. He's kind of like, "That's not going to save you. I can still take you on." Puts his fists up, but then he looks at his hands and he remembers, "Oh, my hands are fucked." Like, and I'm a shit fighter. <laughs> um, so no I like more- how he just forgets that his <laughs> hands are fucked. So no more superpowers, no spells or tricks. It's just bare knuckle fists. And Caecilius is a big, imposing dude. Like Mads is pretty big, and he's got properly functioning hands. And so he belts the shit out of Strange. Like kicks the shit out of him. While above them, we see the sorcerers dealing uh, as best they can, trying to like no, no, close the portal or whatever and stop the damage that's happening. So Strange is taking an absolute beat down, but he's determined. He's persistent, and he has something. He's he's got something to fight for. Finally, you know what I mean? He's changed a lot, and he, he's really fighting for something. And he keeps getting up again and again, like Captain Algren. In Last Samurai, Good. when Ujio out in the rain keeps smashing him in the face, he keeps getting up. Yeah, that's nice. <sighs> but then something happens that Caecilius did not intend. Strange asks for help. This guy's never been seen as weak as any, you know, at anything in his whole life. He asks for help, and Wong and Mordo, his friend, they come down to help him. 
And together you've got these four dudes who can't use their magic and they're just punching on. They distract Kaecilius for long enough that the sand runs out, time runs out, and he's been defeated. Like once there's three of them, they they, they manage to subdue him now with their magic. But that portal's still wide open. So they've beaten Kaecilius, but it's come at like a pretty mighty cost. And Strange, he takes the eye of Egmoto from Kaecilius, but even using that, he's trying as hard as he can, but he can't close the portal. Things are looking pretty bad. And he turns to his friends and he asks them, he, he needs them to trust him. He flies up into the dark dimension and he faces Dumamu, which is pretty much in the same way that he does in the film. That's I was about to say, when you were talking before about how Marvel did that thing where they build just to a last final fight, having him do that great little time bit over and over again was a really nice juxtaposition of... Yeah. Like a different a kind of fight, yes. of a finale. Like it wasn't. It was, and it was so well done and yeah. very, very Doctor Strange. Yeah. In that, I'm not going to fight you with my fists. I'm going to fight you by putting you in a time loop. Absolutely. And it's the weird kind of. It's what it's what it needed to have. You know? Yeah. So like he introduces time to a you know a dimension that previously didn't have it, and you know that confuses Jamamu, and he slashes out and kills him again and again. I kind of I almost want to go further. Like I think the thing that Jamamu's character could have done was like, well, I'm not going to kill you. I'm just going to slowly torch you. But you don't really have time to do that in a film. Nah. But ideally, that's what you do. And you I mean, you've I think, got all I think, the time think, in the world, actually. I think he just gets angry. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, I think the fact is he doesn't even yeah, think of that. He should be he's confused just like, to be like, what is this? And he, yeah, and he, he doesn't know what time is. Killing yeah, him, yeah. And he's like, this isn't going to work. Holy shit. So then Dumamu bargains. He's got this sly little plan. He offers Strange what he wants or what he thinks he wants. And then Strange you know, looks at his hands and they're fixed. They're 100% better. They're back to normal. They don't shake. They're perfect. Something that he strived for this entire time, and he's got it all back. And Dumamo only asks the only thing he's asking for is to keep the connection to Earth open, the one that he had with the ancient one. So Strange has to decide. Yeah, it's not even I'll come in and eat the world. Yeah, it's just, not, just, I'm not going to destroy. I, I promise, I'm not going to hurt people. I just want it open so that if I well, I can come yeah. here if I need to. Yeah, just keep the door open. I yeah. like listening to the radio. Keep the door open yeah. the whole hundred percent. I like yeah. to watch. What nothing. <laughs> so Strange has to decide. He's looking down his hands, and for the first time, for like the you know, pretty much the whole film, they're not shaking. They're just they're just perfect. But he says no. Yeah. He puts a hand to the eye of Igmodo that he's wearing on his chest and he tells Dumamu and he says that it is the job of the Sorcerer Supreme to defend existence. Yes! Not to put it at risk by dealing with devils. Strange watches his perfect hands fade back to just being fucking mangled and shaky. Dumamu tells him that he will suffer forever. But Strange reminds him that the time loop will never end and he's in no hurry. He says, I don't have to win. I can lose again and again and again. I've got nothing but time. Do you? And Dumamo just cracks the shits and begs him, like begs him, please. <laughs> Close the loop. I'll leave you alone. Dumamo chucks a tent. Yeah, he's like, give me, give me. He's like, get me out of here. Strange cuts the same deal he did uh, in the movie and the portal will close and Dumamo will, you know, piss off and leave and that's, you know, case closed. So Strange, you know, sacrifice. He had everything that he sort of wanted but... It's 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 the beat that's missing in the original film. Yeah. There's no What's sacrifice in Strange. It's yeah, good. Thing, I really yeah. like it. So then it's pretty much just the same... Um, movie just unfolds the same way. Strange folds back time and repairs the damage created by the portal. But Mordo, like, he isn't sure about any of this. Like, he's happy that they've saved the world and the yeah. day and all that. But he doesn't, I, I, he doesn't I, like messing with time. I do and- like that about his character too. Yeah. I know they they are clearly setting up a sequel in the film, but I yeah. like that they do kind of go. I we've we've like it's you know usually when you do something risky like that, it's like oh we won guys it's like yeah but what cost yeah. the bill always comes due. He that's his thing. He he doesn't like tampering with natural law. And it's, it's, yeah, he always, like he always does, he says his piece about the bill always comes due, always. And he goes, I can't do this anymore. And he leaves. And Wong and Strange are kind of like, well, man, I thought we were friends, but whatever. So he's gone. They return to Karmataj and plan, like they start planning, like to rebuild the team and all the sorcerers there and get everything back on track. 
and you know, and strange, it's like strange accepting that, like, okay, this is my, I have these powers now, and it's my job it's my to job. protect the earth. Yeah, and that is Doctor Strange. Does he? Does he? Is it film end with him walking into the the what's the house called in New York? Because he doesn't have a house. The sanctuary. The oh, sanctuary. Yeah, the sanctum. Sanctorium. The Weetbix Sanitarium. Yeah. Yeah. Does he end up there at the end of the film? Yeah, sure. Did he in the film? I can't remember exactly. Yeah, he did. That's like the last shot of the film, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, no, 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 because they they, they build that thing at Kamataj and he goes back through the portal. Well, here's another thing the film's unclear on is I kind of thought if you're going to tell the story and in that story the Ancient One dies, your movie ends with him as the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, right. He doesn't have to stay at at, at Kamataj. I've I've kind of just had to claim it. Yeah, yeah, no, I, kind of, I really like that. Eye, I like that as well. Uh, I'm the sorcerer supreme. I think that, like, yeah, yeah. which I, I think is something that, he thought, would do. That's not he can't say you're that you have to be appointed, surely. But I think it speaks to his arrogance that he's still kept. Like, oh yeah, no, yeah. he's still it's, he's still I an arrogant for all, for all his changes. He's still very arrogant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he should be. But he's, I, he's got a bit, he's got heart now, and he yeah. he's a bit more sympathetic. But it, he's still an arrogant douche. Yeah, a reason too when I when I planned to like injure Wong, it was kind of like I kind of want Wong like sure he recovers and stuff, but I want that injury to be. A little bit severe because he ends up sort of being Doctor Strange's not well in the comics he's his servant, but in this it would be like sidekick, a, sidekick type thing. I'm a fan. Yeah, there's more heart. There's more everything. It's uh, certainly more memorable. It's more memorable. That was, I mean, the mate. The, the film has a lot of flaws, but fix your villain plot and fix fix your villain plot and fix your heart, fix your heart plot, and that's that's basically that's literally what we need to do. Yeah, this and cast like, Kyle Chandler. I don't I don't agree with that. I don't agree. My I heart agree. wants to for Friday. What about Lights? Matthew Good? No. You can do it a better American accent. Yeah, Matthew Good. I can get behind Matthew Good. Is is Cumbie's accent really that bad? Or is it just because you're like, oh, that's Sherlock? Yeah, it's, it's probably because he's Sherlock, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. But on that note, I've been Sean. I've been Tom. I've also been Tom. And if you have any uh, questions or thoughts or theories about Doctor Strange, don't hesitate to get in touch with us at sansepantsradio at gmail.com or tweet us at sanspantsradio or you can tweet me personally at Sidekick of Dowie. I'm at Tom Edgoose. I'm at Awkward Treed. Bye. Bye. If you think this show is worth at least a dollar, why not donate to our Patreon account? Follow the links on our website, sanspantsradio.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.